Hey, I know. I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Out of the Drying Pan, a Pokemon the Series podcast, where each week we discuss two episodes from the Pokemon anime and just random topics that pop into our heads. Just a quick reminder, we are an E for explicit podcast, so listener discretion is advised. And I'm your host, Jacob, and I'm here with my co-host, Alex. I am coming at you from a different place this week. What place would that be? Austin's apartment. Ooh. I've taken it over. How do you feel about that, Austin? Uh, I feel like I'm sitting on the floor. It makes me sound terrible. No, what actually happened is, <laughs> okay, I twisted my ankle real bad on a walk with the dog who's sitting behind me, whose name I can't say because it'll jump on me. And I twisted my ankle so bad that I was hardly able to move last night. So I called Alex and said, Alex, could you please come tend to my needs tomorrow? Alex to the rescue. So she, out of the goodness of her heart and infinite kindness came over and her main job is to take the dog out on walks and hope that her ankle does not also get twisted oh god could you imagine yeah y'all be out of luck i mean i'm not coming over so oh my god (laughs) jacob you're actually coming over next weekend yes i am good to know (laughs) that we can rely on you if we need you that's right yeah so if anything happens between now and this weekend just no helps coming eventually eventually you know i will say that i was pretty nervous about it because bully is a large dog I am not a very large person, so I was afraid. I'm like, oh my god, he's gonna completely take me for a ride and like pull me all around and like I'll fall and all this stuff. And he, no, he was actually really good. He was a good boy. He listened, and so I was very proud of him. Yes, he's a nice dog. He just knows that he can push me around, and I'll take it. <laughs> no, well, he's Bully not. is a good dog. He's a real good dog. He is. He's not well, well when he when he wants to be. Yeah. Luckily, we didn't have any distractions. There was not any chicken bones in the parking lot. There was no garbage, not that I saw. So there was only one time I had to pull him away from something suspicious in the grass, and he listened to me. So I was very proud. Was he the reason you twisted your ankle, Austin? Or was it just like, I just fell? I just fell, but I'm going to blame him to make myself feel better. <laughs> oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I just stepped off the curb in a weird way. It was a, it was a misfortunate happening. Jacob, what's going on in your life? Nothing much. So I think I mentioned last week, I was like, I'm going to have more exciting things to talk about this week. I do a little bit because I went to, I actually went to go visit a friend this past week. Um, we went to a really nice Korean restaurant, which what? was lovely. Had some really good ramen. There was good bulgogi. I think that's how you say that. That was really good. But on the way back, everything got ruined because... Oh. Oh, no. We ran into four or five huge wrecks on the way back that just had us at a stall forever. And it wasn't like, it was like you'd hit one, get a little momentum, stuck. Hit one, mm-hmm. little momentum, and it was just repeated over and over again. And as we all know, traffic can really test our patience and can huh. really, really sour a good day. Pre-collisions, fun, post-collisions, awful. That was the height, uh, took away from like the exciting part. You know, it's like that you have that good day and then one thing happens, you're like, this stays on your mind. You know, that's how our minds work. But oh my God, traffic, that was so frustrating. At least you weren't in an accident. That's very true. Very fortunate. How about you, Alex? What have you been doing this week? 
having a quarter life crisis, which is nothing new in my world. You're past quarter life. Oh, God. Yeah, probably. I'm probably going to die at like 65 <laughs> anyway, so probably. Oh, don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> be optimistic. Does that be a quarter? I'm doing some math here. It's about half. If I live to like yeah. 60 something, I'd be like half. I'm just saying, if it was a quarter life crisis, you would live to be 120. I'm certainly not going <laughs> to live to be 120. <laughs> but that's it. Nothing. Nothing exciting at all, Alex? Um, Nothing at all? Let's see. Did I watch anything? Oh, I watched a bunch of Disney movies. All the ones that I didn't watch a couple years ago. So, like, Onward, Turning Red, Luca, which is super cute, by the way. I think Luca might be my one of my top favorites. So underrated. It's so underrated. Which one's that one? The little kid who's, like, a sea monster, and he lives in, like, 1950s Italy or something. He That's a no. A sea monster. Nah, I haven't seen that one. It's a cute movie. I was sleeping on that movie for a while, and then I finally was just like, you know what? Finally got my brother's Disney Plus password in exchange for my Hulu password to make it fair. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to take advantage of this. That's a good trade there. Yeah. <laughs> Disney Exchange. I know you're listening, big streaming services, password sharing. You can't stop it. So it was all all animated movies you didn't venture into the star wars episode nine that we've it's been like, just sitting there waiting for you to watch for, we didn't even acknowledge last week was 52 episodes so that was like our one year anniversary I so it's know. been over a year alex we mentioned this I know. a quarter of the podcast did we talk about this because i told you guys i think i may have mentioned it a few weeks back on podcast i was listening back to our older episodes where we specifically were talking about star wars episode nine and you guys were like watch it and i was like this was like last april or something and i was like yeah yeah don't worry i'll watch it i'll watch it well here we are over a year later and i still haven't watched it i'm so sorry it's okay well you gotta watch it because the most enjoyment I've got out of the whole Star Wars series is marathoning it with people each movie, and then we get to the last one, and they're like, "Really? This is this is how they're ending this?" That doesn't make me like want to look forward to watching it. Oh, it's great to make fun of, though. Really, it oh, is. Fair enough. I think it's a fun ride. It's a fun ride in of itself because it's just a, you know a dumb blockbuster movie within the context of the previous movies. It's like, oh, this is a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've. I've heard that mentioned. Like, if each one was kind of like a standalone thing, like I guess they call those anthologies or whatever, you might be like, okay, this is a decent sci-fi movie, but the fact that they're all connected and this is how they chose to end this path, it's like, okay. We'll get into it more when Alex actually watches the movie and we can discuss in depth in our Rise of Skywalker special episode. Yeah. Okay. All right. I know the pressure's been on for over a year. I'm sorry. Austin, what about you? Have you done anything this week besides the ankle twisting and shouting and the crying oh my god we didn't speaking of twisting and shouting we did not tell jacob what we just watched (laughs) prior to this podcast austin footloose footloose which one which one he says i'm talking about the The original (laughs) not the the kevin bacon one of course the kevin bacon one i had we're watching we're gonna watch flash dance next i cannot wait and dirty dancing i tried to okay i convinced austin that we had to watch all of the wacky and bad 80s dancing themed shows movies dirty dancing is a good movie oh what are you talking about footloose is a good movie no it's not they had to dance to save the town dirty dancing is a good movie and also very relevant to the issues facing our americans today is Dirty, dirty. I get them confused sometimes. Which one's the one 
that has the girl from like Ferris Bueller's Day Off in it. Is that Dirty Dancing or is that Footloose? Is that any of them? Don't ask me. Dirty Dancing, like the girl who plays uh, Swayze. That's a Swayze one, right? Yes, Swayze is Dirty Dancing. His partner is, I think, the girl from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Because I remember seeing it and I was like, oh, I didn't realize. Oh, she you're was. right. Okay, Jennifer Gray is the sister. Yeah, from Fer- and Ferris. Not Bueller. the not the brunette that. girl. Not his girlfriend. I thought you meant Mia Sarah, and I was like, no, 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 no. I forgot she was in that movie. Okay. You focus too much on Swayze? No, I, I remember she was in Dirty Dancing, and I forgot she was in Ferris Bueller. Oh. <laughs> okay. I wanted to see Footloose especially because, in my mind, I keep conflating Ethan Hawke with Kevin Bacon, especially after having watched Moon Knight. They look similar. You can't no, tell don't. me. Yes, they do. You can't. No, they don't. You cannot tell Jacob me. shaking his head no. They no, I don't similar. get it. With the hair. With the hair. They both have longer hair. They look kind of the same. The last Ethan Hawke movie I saw was The Purge. This somehow he's gotten older and they both age the same. I never thought they were similar. I I mean, he has gotten older, yes. Yeah, he's that age. (laughs) The passage of time will do that. I was reading somewhere the other day where um, Kevin Bacon said he finally hit his quarter-life crisis. Isn't he like almost 60 or something? He's got to be. Are you guys going to watch the remake or are you just going to stick to the classic? We're not watching the remake. Alex can watch the remake on her free time. I don't think I will. I think I saw the remake in theaters. Oh my god. Is anybody famous in it, Austin? I don't think so. Channing Tatum's not in it or anything like that? He's in Step Up. Step Up. Oh, Miles Teller is in it. Is he really? Okay. Dennis Quaid is the reverend. Is Miles Teller the friend? Yeah, he's the friend. Willard? Oh my god. We Alex <laughs> convinced me that Footloose is a gay love story, and I believe it now. Okay. You cannot sit there and tell me that... There was a, a better chemistry and a, the more profound scenes were between Kevin Bacon and the other guy. Yes, yes, I believe you. That's the footloose that we deserved and we didn't get. Instead, we had to have the girl who was like the preacher's daughter, which, okay, I found her to be kind of like mm, the whole movie, but I was feeling upset on her behalf when she got beat up and nobody came to her aid. And then they didn't talk about it. I was like, what the hell is this shit? She got beat up? She got beat up by her ex-boyfriend, and like he like punched her oh and she gets slapped by her she gets slapped twice once by her own father and then once by the ex-boyfriend and then she gets beat up and then nobody says anything and they completely like gloss it over and nobody not even kevin bacon says anything i've actually i gotta admit i've never seen either footloose either footloose except for like youtube clips but that's about it. All you need is the warehouse dancing scene. That's all you need. Seen that. I've seen that. <laughs> yep, that's that all you're good. I've seen you're the good. movie. Okay. The gymnastics warehouse with like a convenient bar that he can like flip around and like the padded mats underneath. What about the, uh, anything else, Austin, besides the Footloose movie you've done this week? I watched two episodes of Pokemon. You did? All right. I did. <gasps> I was hoping somebody's name would be like Danny. That's the reason I kept asking if there was famous people in the movies and I was like praying to God that like somebody named Danny be Danny for a good segue Now we can transition to the meat of the podcast. Nice grainy meat. The Pokemon Ew. episodes. <laughs> well, I mean, Misty wants Danny's meat. Hey, we'll okay. get to that in a minute. Whoa, whoa, we'll whoa. get there in a minute. The episodes this week are Naval Maneuvers 
and oh shoot did i get the oh snack, snack attack. attack there we go but we have named the episodes and the randomizer here is going to name who's doing what for this week and then austin you got the 30 second challenge myself has um naval maneuvers and then alex you get a snack attack yeah bring us I home get with the snack attack episode. i'm so thrilled okay Sorry. i feel like i get the summary every single time <laughs> recently i don't know what's going on sorry it's fine three two one go a creepy older man in a sweater vest hits on misty who's a 10 year old girl so she has a crush on him and is trying to like be all over him for the rest of the episode but he's like i'm gonna pretend i didn't ever flirt with you little girl um meanwhile ash is in a dick measuring contest with danny who's a gym leader and they do some challenges and they end up riding ice sleds down a mountainside and Ash ultimately ends up winning through dumb luck, but I'm okay with that because I'm okay with never seeing Danny again. And Ash wins his Sea Ruby badge. Time. Fantastic. All right, naval maneuvers. And like I said last week, I thought this was going to be more like a war area with a bunch of ships moving around, stuff like that, but it's not. It was a war for Misty's heart. Was it? All right, so like Austin mentioned, we're in the Orange Islands. We're going to Naval Island, and this is where we're going to get the Sea Ruby badge. And the Sea Ruby badge, of course, is a, a seashell. That's a really tough word to say. Seashell with a ruby in it. Aptly named. Oh my god, shocker. So we get to this island. It's completely deserted. Completely deserted. No one's there. There's like homes, but there's no people. Yeah, did Danny kill everyone? Actually, we're going to find something else out here in a second. Okay. So, like Austin, there is Danny, okay? And this guy named Danny Epstein... Comes oh up my on God. his kite, bo- kite board. Oh, boy. <laughs> and he turns out there's islands empty. And it turns out Danny's really a, really creepy because he starts hitting on Misty right all away. Right, all right, wait a minute. How old do we think this Danny character is? At least 30. Yes, he's clearly an adult. I looked it up and it said he is 36. Okay. Cite your sources. Um, simple math. Oh, okay. I gotta love, like, when he sails up on his little sailboat, the music that's playing as he's sailing up. It's like, do, 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 do. Like, this, like, dreamy, beachy music. They really wanted us to think that Danny was hot, and Danny was not. Was he supposed to be someone, like, at that time that that was famous? Is Is he he a celebrity of some sort? (laughs) Is he George Clooney? Yeah, his name's not really Epstein. I made that joke because he hits on Misty. But I thought he was, like... Maybe Hassel, not Hasselhoff. This isn't no. like a no, 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 no. no. Famous Golly. surfers in the nineties. I, I don't know. But he's wearing like on the kiteboard. He's wearing like a sweater vest with normal clothes. He's not dressed for ocean. He's not dressed to be on the beach or at the. He ocean. was wearing a Hawaiian shirt when we first saw him. Oh, he was. I thought he was like. He has an outfit change. Oh, he does. Does he? He's wearing just board shorts then. Okay, maybe he is dressed. He's got a Hawaiian shirt and board shorts on. Where does he change though? In front of Misty. This episode, ooh, Danny, he is a is a character. So we meet we meet Danny. We find out he's kind of weird with Misty. He's just there, and he's there. We learn to accompany Ash to take on the gym leader of the island. Is he just like waiting, like in some behind some rocky outcropping for somebody to like swim up, and then he like comes sailing out? Yeah, Danny is sinister. Yeah, because yeah. what are these abandoned houses? Nobody lives on the island. And I really thought that was going somewhere because they made it a point to be like, it's so quiet. Where is everyone? Like, I thought it was going to be like some kind of disaster has befallen the town. But no. 
we just have to climb up the mountain. My thought, like, maybe there were people there. There was some kind of, like, economy going there. It crashed. So they stuck the gym there to kind of have an excuse to keep it vitalized or a reason to not, like, demolish it or whatever or preserve it. I don't know. See, your theory about, like, it being a naval war zone would make more sense. Like, if this was a contested area and, like, all the citizens have fled and, like, you had two warring factions, like, pirates... Wouldn't that have been a better episode if you had, like, pirates and, like, a naval war battle going on? This episode could actually have been pretty serious in tone if they wanted it to be. They could have made, like, a whole dramatic episode. All the Orange Island episodes so far have been pretty, like, aha, uh-huh, funny, uh, Team Rocket shows up, and this is their chance to change it. They decide not to, though. Are we sure Danny's actually the gym leader, not actually a pirate warlord who has obliterated this entire nation, nation this <laughs> island <laughs> the I- then the fire nation came yes everything changed when the everything fire nation changed. attacked i think danny's just a weirdo and everybody ran off that's true he was hitting yeah. on all the women and they were like fuck this and then they left all the women okay so when danny first sees misty i interpreted it as like a that weird thing adult men do where they flirt with little girls Ugh. It's a thing. It's a thing that men do, and it's disgusting and gross. But he did it, and then through the rest of the episode, she's, like, all over him, and he, like, does not respond to her at all. At least they didn't take it farther. And I I mean, this shouldn't be happening in the first no, place. No, it shouldn't. So do you think it's, like, it was meant as, like, a nice, like, a nicety, like, he was trying to be nice? But no. just was came off as completely creep, or was he initially is is he creepy? Is the question? Is, no, he's creepy. Say, okay, he's, he's creepy. creepy. Okay. Don't get like, me wrong, if, he's creepy. If you were just gonna be nice, you could say something completely, you know, innocent, like "Hello, everyone," you know, "Welcome to the island." You know, you don't have to bring anything into it. But he was like, "You're the most beautiful thing I've ever seen," and I've seen a lot of beautiful things, or whatever the fuck he says. It was weird, like really weird. It was bad. Yeah. Like, what is the point of that? Like, was the, like the point of it is, like, there is no point. Because he does, like, he singles her out and then ignores both Tracy and Ash. Yeah. Yeah, it's creepy. Dan- well, now we know Danny's the reason why the island's deserted. There we go. Conclusion, he scared her baddie off. You never thought you would miss Brock as much as you do until these moments. <sighs> yeah, we'll have a who's creepier contest at the end of the episode. Uh, Tracy, Tracy or, Brock uh, or Danny. Tracy, Brock, or Danny, yeah. Danny. Yeah, Danny, Danny more sure. creepy. Yeah. If we had more encounters with Danny, I would say he's creepier. But the whole Tracy thing, like with the measurements and <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. The specificity that's, of Tracy's remarks. <laughs> that's bad, but he's not a grown man flirting with a girl, like a young girl. But that's, that's how it starts, Austin. It's uh, Yeah, I know. I think Tracy's going to be really creepy <laughs> in the future. <laughs> this wild ride it's not going to end, you know. Tracy's going to keep getting weirder and weirder because no one ever shuts him up or stops him. It's encouraged, in fact. I feel like Professor Oak is going to domesticate Tracy in later years. Oh, my God. <laughs> domesticate? <laughs> I feel like he really, like, he's not as creepy later on. I could be misremembering. He's got a spray bottle. Every time Tracy tries to draw a girl, he just sprays him with it. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, no, not now. No. He just sends Muck to, like, jump on him. Smother him. That's yeah. what he does. Danny would like that. Oh, God. All right, enough about Danny. <laughs> Danny. Enough okay, about Danny. Danny doesn't draw, didn't draw everybody away from the island because we have the twerps, but we also have Team Rocket that shows up. This is what I was talking about. They had no point being in this episode. They literally shouldn't have been here. We could have stuck with Ash, Danny, Ash doing a challenge, and it'd be good, but 
that Pokemon formula, we can't just steer away from it. We have to have Team Rocket. Did y'all feel that way too? I mean, Team Rocket's not like necessary in a lot of episodes, but this episode in particular was just, why? Why are they here? They were there for time. It was, they like they kept on like losing track of the plot and being like, oh, and then Team Rocket attacks. Like that happened multiple times. Okay. Yeah. I, I do have to appreciate not trying to like give Danny any credit for anything, but it was kind of funny that when Team Rocket showed up and they were attempting to catch Pikachu and I think they like shot it with a suction cup on its butt and they were like trying to like reel it in with like the suction cup fishing line and Danny just like what the fuck and he like grabs it and just throws the suction cup off of Pikachu like every time the twin see that's what makes it funny right because he's like an adult like a competent adult where Team Rocket's tricks don't work on normal people it's only the twerps does that make sense? Like, yeah, but this yes. wasn't their most elaborate thing either. They've had way better no. stuff than a plunger tied to a fishing line. But the <laughs> fact that it's like the twerps always are falling for this shit. I liked how he was like trickstery. He like put like a little stone boulder thing on the suction cup. Oh yeah, and, like, smiled as <laughs> yeah. it like obliterated them. See, if they didn't have those weird lines with Misty, Danny would have been perfectly fine. Yes. Yeah, ruined it. Yeah, that and the um part where like after we see Team Rocket. We do see, like, Danny goes on that weird kind of speech where he talks about how he's always prepared. And, like, we kind of see, like, what he has on him to be prepared. Which, okay, Danny's a very prepared guy. That's um, good, I guess. But he was kind of showing off... Is, he was showing off to Misty when he was talking about this, though, right? Was he? I barely remember. I'm trying to remember this part because I put it in my notes. I think he tries to show off the... Something happens, he does it. And then he kind of goes on this, like, rant to her about him always being prepared and how he's always ready. And you gotta be always on your toes and... Oh, I vaguely remember that. Okay. I may have just been too disgusted to pay attention. That's what I was thinking, too. So there's, like, two parts where Danny's a little weird. But then, like, in the next scene, he talks about, like, Misty and Ash being in love and how they need to be partners and oh. how, like, like you hate someone because you love them, which is, like, a common theme in the Orange Islands. But Danny's playing head games here. He's <laughs> That's that thing, like, back when we first got that inclination of like on the was it the blimp episode where they they're trying to make this like lovers quarrel ash and misty thing a thing and it's like it doesn't work no no it doesn't and missy missy doesn't go for it either you know she says no this that's gross kind of what she says yeah but she's kind of like in that like teenage denial like no no way i don't like ash he's gross Ugh. but like secretly she's like mm, maybe yeah, I don't like this whole Ash and Misty thing. Sorry, shippers. I just, it's not, <laughs> what it's is, not working out. <laughs> what is that? What'd you say? Sorry, what? Shippers. shippers. Oh my God, Jacob. I'm so jealous of you that you don't know what shipping is. You don't know what shipping is? <laughs> you got to summarize this for me. I'm learning oh, something God. new today. Fuck. Okay. The Pokemon fandom is infamous in particular for this. This isn't exclusive to Pokemon. It's like no, fandoms it's in general. It's like two characters as romantic love interests together like relationship but is it, does it involve like them hating is it the same story them hating each other then like okay that okay. way oh god here you shipping go, is say i'm a shipper of ash and misty <laughs> I, hate, I hate that sentence yeah i know um that means i like pokey shipping and that means in a lot of cases i have to go to the bat to defend the fact that ash and misty are in love and are perfect for each other and all the other girls are not as good as misty i'm generalizing obviously but it's intense and i don't care for that and also like 
picking out instances, like, canonical instances of there being, like, something in between them. Yeah, like, this episode, yeah. like, is proof that Misty's in love with Ash. Yeah. So, oh, it's like, shippers write their own fanfics about yes. lovers, and then they justify it with examples that they see in the show. Yes. All right. Let's not dive back Jacob, there you again. you had a blessed childhood not to be aware of these things. <laughs> you were not as terminally online as we were. <laughs> if you're a shipper, subscribe to our Patreon. Which we don't And leave five yet. stars. <laughs> Does that work? Leave five stars. <laughs> oh my god, y'all. We're going to be like hate-bombed by these people. <laughs> this whole section needs to be cut. No, I'm no. leaving it in. <laughs> so, so Danny um, ships uh, Ash and Misty. Yes, you used it correctly. Yes, all right. Word of origin, please. Yep, shipping happens. Learn something new. Shipping happens. But all that ends, all the shipping ends, when it's time for us to climb the mountain. Ash and Danny are climbing Death Mountain. Misty and Tracy get the cable car, which somehow works on this deserted island. Yeah, who's operating the cable car? We start climbing the mountain. Ash and uh, Danny, alongside each other, climb the mountain to get to the top to battle the gym leader. And this is where we see Ash almost die. Ash really almost dies. Because one of the rules of climbing this mountain is you have to do it by yourself. Any Pokemon assistance, you're disqualified. That's it. You're done. Which was bullshit. Because Danny, Ash is going to use Bulbasaur to save his, himself. And Danny says, no, Ash, you'll lose the competition. He was about so- to let this boy fall to his death. <laughs> yeah, that's one reason. Less competition for Misty then, right? Well, the whole point is Danny, spoiler, is observing Ash to make sure he does the challenges correctly. But then he's like, Ash, don't. You'll fail the challenge. What the fuck was this challenge anyway? He's like forcing this like kid to free climb up a sheer cliff face. Yeah, I wrote this was very ableist. Right? Yeah. I mean, like, what if we discussed this a long time back, I think during like the Pokemon school episode. Like, what do you do when you can't traverse the wilderness? How are you supposed to, t- like, pass this test? You can't climb a mountain. That'd be hard enough for, like, anybody. Yeah, and this mountain, too, like, free climbing is dangerous. Then we also learn that this thing is, like, super tall, too, because there's, like, it's snowing at one point. Like, they get to a point where it's snowing. Yes. I don't know. That's just, like, we should have stayed serious with this episode because Team Rocket appears now and tries to, like, we talked about it earlier, try to thwart it, but uh, Danny just stops them. But anyway, this mountain is super tall and it's snowy and... There's no way to warmth. Like, you didn't know... You're going to an island. You wouldn't prepare for this kind of weather either until, like, until it started happening to you. How tall does this mountain need to be in order for there to be heavy snowfall in a tropical archipelago? That's what I was thinking. This thing is, like, crazy. I'm about to do... This is going to be Science Corner with Alex. I'm looking it up. Here's a website called Weatherwatch. Top 10 places near or on the equator that have snow and ice. Okay, maybe I will learn something today. That's perfect. Hawaii. Well, that one's furthest from the equator. Mauna Kea is the world's tallest mountain when you measure from underwater to the peak. Okay, apparently it snows there. Mm-hmm. Tanzania. Glaciers exist on Mount Kilimanjaro. The Philippines. The mountains of the Pulag get frost and sub-zero temperatures. Okay, so this is a really, really tall mountain. Mount Kenya. Do they have how tall they are, Alex? Okay, here's Chimborazo at a peak of 6,263 meters. Oh my god. (laughs) Snow and ice remains on this mountain all year round. However, it's the volcanic mountain of Kayambe. I'm sorry if I'm butchering these names. 
in Ecuador that is the most incredible and deserves the most attention for this story. Okay, Cayambe, despite literally being on the equatorial line, has a permanent snow cap. Its south slope is the highest point in the world crossed by the equator itself and is the only point on the equator with snow cover. The mountain is 5,790 meters above sea level and the equator passes over it at 4,690 meters. So I guess I stand corrected. Plenty we, of were, we were foolish. S- Naval Island is completely possible. Yes. It is. Science facts. To free climb that mountain is still like a feat. That's pretty tall. That's pretty tall. That is very tall. Very tall. And we free climbed it with no assistance, no lines. That's the thing. You couldn't even use like the, um, I can't think of what they're called. Those, the lines that keep you from falling. The hooky things. The hooky things and the shoes. He just. <laughs> it's not even that. How did they breathe up there? With like little to no atmosphere how is he like not dying of like no oxygen i mean even pikachu at one point like can't go on anymore and like falls ash is like oh no pikachu and has to like wrap him up in his jacket so then ash is there in his short sleeve shirt somehow surviving the elements carrying like a extra large bowling ball with him too with pikachu so just adding more weight to carry he's holding pikachu close for warmth yeah oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> keeping him from warmth I guess we kind of spoiled it. Ash does climb this huge mountain, and he finally makes it to the top, along with Danny. And Misty and Tracy are there to greet him in warm blankets and hot cocoa, which I guess they somehow got up there. Who's running this, like, rest stop at the top of the mountain? No. <laughs> okay, Misty and Tracy specifically say, when we realized no one was up here, we realized Danny was the gym leader. So they're doing this all on their own. So they go in, find themselves blankets, and make themselves hot cocoa, and there's no, like, person, receptionist there to say, like, hello. Well, well Misty has a plan. She runs up to Danny and says, here, Danny, get under my blanket with me. Ew. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yep. For warmth. Just for warmth. Yeah, for warmth. You gotta do that to avoid um, hypothermia. I'm not shaming Misty for having a crush on an adult man. You're shaming him for enabling yeah. it. Blaming him for starting this in the first place. There you go. Yeah. Instigator. He's the instigator. Yes. For okay. which purpose anyway? Because like you said, Austin, it's not like he... I don't think he says anything to like continue this after the fact, but what is the purpose of him even giving her that kind of compliment? He's a creepy harasser. It was so irrelevant to the story. It, it's just weird. He's lonely. Uh, I guess he lives on an island by himself. Yeah. And he hides out He hides out in a cave and waits for people to venture to it, then just comes kiteboarding <laughs> out of it. This weird creep, dude. See, the funny thing about this part, like like I said, M- Misty, Tracy, they're at the top. They got Coco. They're warm. We learned Danny is the gym leader. Spoiler for the fifth time this episode. We've established that. <laughs> but, like, you would think that if you scaled this huge mountain, that would be enough for you to get, like, a badge. <laughs> Think again. Think again. This is the Orange Islands, baby. We got to go a step further. We get hyper-specific challenges <laughs> that require you to have specific Pokemon that you had no forewarning about. Again. Could you imagine climbing this mountain and not be able to participate in the challenges? I, I think Danny would be dead in a snowbank if he did that to me. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't find him. Let's put it that way. Okay, you know what? That bottle skeet shooting contest that we had a couple episodes ago isn't looking so bad now. No, that's something that you could actually do. You know, like, that makes more sense. Yeah, because you don't have to necessarily have a water po- Okay, like, she was all, like, water Pokemon. But you could use a Pokemon with, like, bullet seed or, like, you know, something to that effect to make the same effect. Yeah, for this one, you need specific movesets to be able to, This was um, a bunch of bullshit. Do it. Anyway, the, the fir- let's get into it. The first challenge is freeze hot water. The geyser. 
Ash chooses Lapras, which... Thank God. Good choice. Good choice. Good choice. Of all his many options he had to pick from. Yeah, really. <laughs> I forgot who Danny chose. Does anybody Nido remember? Nido Queen. Nido Queen. Okay. And they got to use a freeze ray to... Uh... A freeze ray? <laughs> <laughs> to freeze this hot geyser water. Ice beam. Ice beam. Freeze ray. I like freeze ray better. We got to use freeze ray to... Um, Freeze this hot water. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Can I pause for a second? Can Blastoise or Wartortle learn Ice Beam? Can even Squirtle learn Ice Beam? Maybe with a TM? Let's find out. Are oh you my s- god, here we go. Are you I'm thinking- sorry, I have to know. Okay, it's generation one. It's generation one. We gotta, we're going with game mechanics now. I have to know. <laughs> I have to know for my own sanity. Are you trying to say that the, that would have been a better choice? Well, I'm just saying, like, you know, he doesn't have a lot of options to choose from. Uh, hey, I got an anime example. Yes. May Squirtle uses Ice Beam. So, but can it, it learn it in the games? Let's find out. No, it cannot learn. Squirtle cannot learn it. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Maybe by TM? Yes, by TM it can. Okay. So, if Ash was competent, he could have had Squirtle. If he didn't have Lapras. He's lucky he has Lapras. But Actually, he's not lucky he has Lapras. He's Why? not, because Lapras loses. Well, oh my god, this poor baby. <laughs> I love... <sighs> It was suffering. It was suffering. Talk about the, the scream. I was just about to mention the scream. That Someone did an imitation of Lapras's scream. <laughs> I know it's like screaming. It's like, ah, the whole time. I felt bad for the person who was having to do that in the booth. Can we take a sound bite of that and put it into our episode? Uh, We'll find out. With that sound. <laughs> It was like suffering though. This was awful. Was it? It had like a zoom in. It was like a close up on its like suffering face and it was like screaming and like suffering and it's like brow was furrowed. And Needle Queen had like won like five minutes ago, but poor Lapras was still trying. Yeah, they cut back. They cut back to Lapras as it finishes and it's like on its like last leg. It's like dying. Yeah. But that that's the thing though. This feeds into the second challenge. Lapras had to complete the first challenge, regardless. Because? You needed the ice that you order that you just froze, because the next challenge, you're going to sculpt it into a bobsled. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm like, what the, what the hell is this, Danny? Is These Orange Island people are just... Wackadoo. Where do they come up with this? He's had I, a long time to sit lonely by himself thinking on his island. We got to mention, too, that if you lose... You have to win two out of three. So, like, if Ash would have lost the second one, the sculpting one, he would have been out. But he does win this one thanks to um, Charizard, of all Pokemon. He kicks Charizard, and Charizard starts using Flamethrower and then somehow perfectly melts that frozen piece of water into a bobsled. And it takes him, like, five minutes, whereas compared to, like, Danny, who takes, like, 30. If it wasn't for Charizard's murderous rage... Ash wouldn't have lost, or wouldn't have won, rather. Are we sure Charizard's not actually, like, an expert sculptor? Where's that Crystal Onyx guy? Could have used him to sculpt some shit. Then some old man would have told him it was worthless. Yeah. Anyway, Ash, thanks to Charizard trying to kill Ash, Charizard somehow perfectly sculpts this bobsled. He, he did it on purpose. Yeah, Danny lost on purpose. Cause he no, 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 the, no, Charizard oh. did it on purpose. <laughs> Charizard did it on purpose? Oh. 
Don't okay, you guys yeah. think? Don't you think Charizard? He like smiled to himself and stuff. Secretly, deep down, he cares. Is that what you're trying to say? Yes. Sure. Sure. I thought you were talking about Danny losing this, losing the second one on purpose, just to keep the kids around because he's so lonely. That's also a possibility. Oh, and plus, pl- plus the third—that sounded weird. The third challenge is a race, which is actually makes more sense than the first. Like that's what you would have wanted to get to anyway. The race seems actually fun compared to freezing hot water, sculpting a bobsled. A race actually seems like cool. Couldn't okay. I'm sorry. Couldn't they have just cut out those first two steps and said? If you free climb the mountain, congratulations, you got the mountain. Okay, now we have to race to the bottom, and whoever wins the race. Like, he could have had just, like, regular man-made bobsleds up at the top. They could have just raced to the bottom. Could He could have, but I think he put those two events in there just to sort of be like, oh, oh you God. climbed all the way up the mountain? Guess what? We're going right back down. So I think that he... <laughs> I think he put those in there to kind of, like, balance it out a little bit that way you're not immediately going right back down because that'd be more like insult to near death or they could just could have had a battle or something down there on the beach they could just could have had a battle you can't battle on the orange islands it's against the rules actually if i'm not mistaken i think the next two gyms are just battling so oh really maybe <laughs> well... danny and what's her name were just weirdos do you get an option in the orange islands like you did in the previous region where like you saw different badges from different gyms. Is the Orange Islands, are those gyms set in stone? I think they're set in stone. I think it's these four. Okay, these four. Okay. That makes sense. Because I didn't know if Danny was like optional or did we have to come here kind of I thing. I mean, they didn't have to do any of this. They're supposed to be on an errand to get the GS ball back to Oak. They didn't have to do any of this stuff. Ash wants to be a Pokemon master, though. What does and this, this have is... to do with it? This is apparently what you have to do to be a Pokemon master. Good God. Okay. Gold and silver are not out yet. We need to waste our time. Sorry. So let the race begin, I guess. The race starts out and Danny pretty much is blowing Ash away until um, Team Rocket. Does Team Rocket show up here? Yeah. Team Rocket shows up with bombs and I guess. Oh, yeah. They make him wreck his, Danny wreck his sled. If it wasn't for their interference, Ash would have lost. So maybe Team Rocket was doing this to help him out. Maybe Team Rocket was actually pulling a good-hearted move here <laughs> to help out Ash. Yeah, they, Team Rocket shows up. They make Danny crash. Ash has a chance to keep going and continue to win the race. He decides, though, to stop and help his friend Danny. Should have left him there. I would have left him there. Yep. And Danny and Ash somehow form a bunch of snowballs and throw it at Team Rocket. And this launches them off into the abyss. Anyway, the race from that point, we paused. We come back to it. They re-race, and Ash winds up beating Danny by a hair across the finish line. Okay, this part was actually fun. I thought it was really cute how Ash and Bulbasaur, Squirtle, and Pikachu, they're all laughing and having a great time. I, don't, I thought it was really cute. During the race or after? During the race. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, Team Rocket shouldn't have showed up. It should have just been the race, and then, like, because you could use your Pokemon during the Pokemon during this bobsled race. They could assist you. And it should have been just a race, like they're behind, Team Rocket doesn't show up, but Ash is like, we gotta work together here, and they start working together, and they wind up beating Danny at the very end. Don't they, like, lose, like, half their sled? They're, like, on a little, like, ice block after having gone down the mountainside. Yeah, they go through, like, the bushes, and yeah. it, like, just carves them all up. Yeah, and they, it's just them with, like, Ash, Bulbasaur, Squirtle, and Pikachu on this little ice cube. See, that's fun. I like that. Yeah, yeah that was fun. That was the, probably one of the, one of two parts that was actually funny. Or fun, this episode. And the, with the last fun part being Ash getting his badge. The Sea Ruby badge. Hooray! That's right. Thank God Hooray. we can leave here and never have to come back. 
And this is our fourth badge, too. So, ready for the league. Is it? Maybe. I'm ready no. for it to be over. Oh, okay. Oh, we're already over the Orange Islands already? Oh, my God, Jacob. I remember very clearly at the beginning, you know, listening back in these early episodes oh, yeah. of ours, you're like, I can't wait for the Orange Islands. And now here we are. And you're like, I can't wait to be done with the Orange Islands. Yeah, hey, yeah, let's do a temperature check. How do we feel about this Orange Island so far? I don't like this Danny character. Okay, uh, him aside. This is, it's, it's okay. I think it's like better as a whole thing. Probably maybe because it's shorter, but it's still fun. But we can still have some regret, like you know, with the Tracy thing and me saying that this is like a good arc. It's still a good arc. We can have some regret. I'm still waiting for Tracy's redeeming moment because I need to not come out looking like a complete boob. I'm telling you, when they give up on this Ash and Misty thing and decide Tracy is Misty's love interest, oh I my think God. they tone Tracy down a lot. That drawing he did to win her love. There's just nothing that compares. It's like uh, the Lisa, the Mona Lisa. Draw me like one of your French girls, Tracy. One of your sea girls. One of your sensational sisters. Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) I don't (laughs) like that phraseology. One of your sisters. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Maybe that's why we never see Tracy's family. No. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's not what I meant. We need more Tracy backstory. No, we don't. It's okay. I'm sure it's very tragic. We don't get that, do we? We don't get, like, you know, we got Brock's backstory. We don't get a Tracy. He just spawned out of his headband, okay? Yeah. <laughs> like someone planted the headband and he grew out of it. Yep. Oh, the Orange Islands. I'm imagining, like, his little stupid hair sticking out of the ground and you pluck it up and <laughs> yeah. Tracy comes out. It's like a pineapple. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so let's get on to our most vibe of player, least vibe of player. Alex, you are first. Hooray. Followed by Austin and then myself. Round it off. All right. Well, I think I'm going to have to give the obvious. Well, maybe this is, I don't know. You may have a different answer. My obvious MVP was Bulbasaur. Oh, what? Absolutely Bulbasaur. He was so precious. He was helping Ash left and right. He was really working hard this episode. If it wasn't for his vine whip, you know, with the sled and carving out the the bobsled in the first place. I mean, and he was going to use him to save his life. If only Danny hadn't like interrupted and Ash almost fell to his death. Bulbasaur would have easily saved Ash. Got to give it to good old Bulbasaur. Uh, and then LBP is going to be Danny, clearly. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> I think she just took both of ours, didn't she, Austin? It's okay. We can yeah, have a group. I got back up. We can have a group LBP if you guys want to. I got I got back up. Okay. I don't, but I can find one. Let's see the quote. All right, I'm going to give it to Tracy. I know you kind of already said this sort of at the beginning, Jacob, but it's when they're sailing to the island in the first place. And Misty starts wondering, oh, what kind of badge did they give away at Naval Island? And Tracy helpfully chimes up, I think it's called a sea ruby badge because it's made out of a seashell with a ruby in it. Thank you, Tracy. Fucking thank you. Pulling a Brock there, right? (laughs) (laughs) If you didn't know what the sea ruby badge was, thank God we have Tracy. I just love how whenever something stupid like that is said, everyone just like like goes with it. Like, oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) Wow, I'd never occurred to me before, right? <laughs> it's hard to tell if they're like being sincere or if it's actually like sarcastic, but it, it's funny nonetheless. Mm. My favorite Brock quote is still when they go into the cabin and the lights are off and Brock says, it gets really dark this time of year. <laughs> oh, Brock. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay, my turn. Um, I don't have an MVP. My LVP is going to be Lapras for having to suffer through that torturous LVP. geyser freezing moment oh. because she, she was like dying like she was like a just in such a miserable place so i give her an <laughs> lvp not because i'm in any way disappointed by lapras but because 
I felt sorry for her. I don't have my MVP. I'll give it to Charizard for his amazing ability mm. to create an ice sled with, with just one gust of fire. And my quote will be, um, Jesse's saying about Danny, I don't like that guy's attitude. It's too positive. <laughs> Which, cosign, I also do not care for too much positivity. <laughs> As you can tell by the tone of this podcast. <sighs> okay, my turn. Um, who's your MVP, Austin? Charizard. Okay. Everything's been taken. Everything think, good stuff. Think hard. Taken. Think hard. Okay. I'm going to give my MVP to the people who deserted the island. They need, to get away from, <laughs> they need to get away from that creep Danny. I'm going to give my LVP to... I guess I'll give it to um, Tracy and Misty, if it will be allowed. Mm. And the reason why I say that is their friend is climbing up this treacherous mountain... And they're sitting up there just wrapped in warm blankets, drinking hot cocoa, not worried or anything about their friend who could possibly be dead. They're just enjoying life. They, I just didn't feel the care when Ash finally reached the peak for them to be like, oh, we've been sitting here the whole time. It's like, well, no, duh. All right. We helped ourselves to the, the supplies we found. Yeah, right? we found some hot cocoa. We didn't get you any, though. This is for us. Nothing's waiting for you. We don't have a blanket or anything. Rude. I think it'd be funny if Missy said, Danny, do you want my blanket? And then Tracy walked over and said, Ash, you can have mine too. <laughs> Tracy, what is what is that? Oh, it's just my pencil. Is that a pencil in your pocket? Or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> oh, Tracy. Amazing that Danny is in this episode and we're still making Tracy out to be the sexual deviant. You guys started that. I didn't have a problem with Tracy in this episode. <laughs> no, Tracy started that. Tracy started that. Don't put that on us. He he pulled out Nurse Joy's measurements off the top of his head. I don't want to hear oh, this. Oh, the buff shoulders and the 2.6 centimeter larger biceps. Yeah, that was a little much. Just a little bit. I'm still holding out for that redemption arc. Oh, oh, I have a backup quote. Yes. Can this I do mine the, okay. first? So, oh, no, sorry. Is it stolen? <laughs> oh my God. You <laughs> <Yeah>, absolutely can. <laughs> Let me do mine real quick. And mine is, um, so Team Rocket did serve a purpose in this episode. I did get my quote from them. And it's, they show up and they, I guess they do the motto and then they show up a second time and then instinctively Jesse and James try to go into the motto and Meowth goes, we already did the motto. Yeah, that, that's what we call padding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> padding, is that another like shipping term? No. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I pad Jesse and James. No, no. They're like brother and sister. I see. Okay, let's get into Ash and Misty. I also think Ash and Misty are brother and sister like they they bicker like siblings. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. So sorry, Shogi, Pokey shippers, leave five stars. <laughs> and a justification of your shipping practices. Show your uh, mature person by leaving us five stars, even though we don't ship Ash and Misty. With uh, I guess does that wrap up this episode. Are we ready to move on to uh, yes. snack Any- attack? Anything to get away from Naval Island. All right, Danny we're gonna... is arrested. Leaving Danny on his deserted island. No, he died in a freak sailboat accident. Yep. He fell while free climbing. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, don't use Pokemon to save me. There we go. Bye, Danny. Get you on the flip side. Mm-hmm. All right, Austin, are you ready for the summary challenge for a snack attack? Not really, but sure. Okay. Three, two, one, go. We get to the seven grapefruit islands where we find a random wild Snorlax is eating all the grapefruit, like really fast. Like he eats an entire island of grapefruit groves in like five seconds. Um, so the twerps are like, we gotta help the grapefruit. So they get Jigglypuff to put Snorlax to sleep and Ash catches Snorlax. 
Um, and that's really the entire episode. Did I really do that entire thing? Oh my gosh, what am I going to do with all this free time? Um, Team Rocket's there. They're helping out. Time. Oh my okay. <laughs> that was a 15 second summary. That was a good one. This, You know what? Actually, this episode is great because we're introduced to a very lovable character, Snorlax. Everybody loves Snorlax. There's that beanbag chair of Snorlax. He's great. Jacob does not agree. <gasps> Jacob, what? Snorlax is like cute and got a cool card and he's a cool Pokemon, but he's always causing trouble. It's everywhere we see him. It's like bad. He can't help what he is. It's Snorlax's world, and we're just living in it. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. really what it is. And how many Snorlaxes have we seen so far? We saw the one that was, like, blocking up that river, and the townsfolk were too, like, asinine to walk, like, two steps up the road and see, like, what's happening? What's what's causing the river to, like, be dammed up? It was a Snorlax. What other troublesome Snorlaxes have we had? All I know is we're batting a thousand right now with meeting him and seeing trouble, and that's good enough for me. Oh, he he's just look snorlaxes have to eat too okay L- listen listen the previous snorlax actually was not responsible for the the drought it saved the river or whatever yeah it ate the vines. yeah but it sat there and caused the vines to be able to grow over and dammed up the river and okay. and you know what i know i'm skipping way ahead but we come to find out that snorlax actually does the ecosystem good after it eats the trees but we will come no to find we get that by out. the grace of god we find out that everything's okay oh Maybe. my god yeah i had i had thoughts about that okay <laughs> let's get into it and we can we can get into our thoughts on snorlax and its benefits or detriments to the world at large okay so as Austin said, they this time are headed to an island chain known as the Grapefruit Islands, which are covered in, you guessed it, grapefruit groves. And somehow Jigglypuff is stalking the Torps through the ocean? No idea. No idea how it hasn't drowned. I gotta have clarification real quick. We're saying grapefruit? Grapefruits. Okay. I couldn't tell if they were saying grapefruit or great fruit. Like, I didn't know if they were actually talking about, like, an actual fruit or if they renamed it for Pokemon. Ah. Grapefruit. Okay. Grapefruit. I'm looking it up. Hold on. So, as Austin is doing some research, we arrive on Grapefruit Island number one. I don't know if these Grapefruit Islands are named specifically, but we'll just call this Island number one. And he picks a grapefruit, and these grapefruits are as big as your head. And everybody's in awe of how big these grapefruits are. And as they are, like, ooing and aahing over these fruits, some girl runs up and starts beating the shit out of Ash with a stick. How dare you steal the grapefruits? It's Melanie. Yeah, she's kind of very Melanie-like. <laughs> this is Melanie's, like, sister or something. <laughs> and what is her outfit? I'm sorry, I had a problem with her outfit. She's, like, wearing, like, slacks. She's, like, on a tropical island. She's wearing, like, long slacks. That's how you know she's related to Melanie. Oh, my God. It's terrible. Terrible <laughs> outfit choices. For the record, Bulbapedia is just saying grapefruit. It's a grapefruit. Grapefruit. Like the real life grapefruit. Okay. In a world full of like all these ridiculously awesome looking berry creation things they have, they just had to go with like regular old grapefruits. Berries don't exist yet. Just grapefruit. Oh, that's okay. right. Berries Damn. are not here. I, for- I keep forgetting that too. I'm living in a Pokemon world in 2022, not Pokemon world in like 2000 or whatever. So her name is Ruby, which is kind of clever because ruby grapefruits and she's explaining that they grow these grapefruits and as she's telling us this boring story 
some guy <laughs> runs up and says, oh my god, somebody's stealing all the grapefruits, and it's a disaster. And so they go to discover that a Snorlax is causing death and destruction everywhere it goes because it's ripping the entire top half of the trees off. It's not even just eating the fruits. It's ripping the trees in half. It doesn't have the patience to pick the fruit. It just automatically eats everything in sight. Even the branches and the, the leaves and everything. They have this brilliant idea, which this is the stupidest shit I've ever witnessed in my life. They're like, I know, instead of like doing something smart, let's just pick all the grapefruits ahead of Snorlax so that it can't get to them. That's not how fruit harvesting works, I don't <laughs> no, think. No, not even close. You can't just like pick them at any time. <laughs> okay, here's something I saw completely unrelated to this. This was a few days ago. I was scrolling through Reddit and I saw this gif of, I, guess, I think it was Valencia, Spain, and they had these like orange trees. They had this like truck. And they would back the truck up to the tree with the oranges. They had this like umbrella thing and it kind of popped out and it like wrapped around the base of the tree. And then the machine would shake the tree and all the oranges would fall out into this umbrella and it would catch it. And you could obviously like harvest an entire tree in like a few seconds by shaking it with this net thing. So I was like, they have an operation that spans seven islands and they only pick the grapefruits by hand. Like... Where is their harvesting materials? That story, I thought you were going to say they have the truck and the top part's open and then they just back into the tree and <laughs> <laughs> the fruit falls. I thought that's where you were going with that. But I think they don't shake the tree on this island to preserve it, I guess. Maybe they're sensitive trees and shaking them. Maybe next year they won't grow the grapefruit as well. I don't know, but I feel like if, you're, if your operation spans seven entire islands that you got to be more efficient. You have to have a more efficient way to harvest the grapefruits. Do they say what they do with these things? No, sell them. Make candy. Oh candy. yeah, the, the candy grapefruit peels or whatever. Hmm. Who the hell knows? Maybe they make like soaps and like body lotions and who knows. Regardless, they don't have a good way to like harvest all these fruits, but their brilliant idea is that they're going to harvest all those fruits before Snorlax can eat them all. But what they end up doing is just making a big fucking pile that Snorlax can eat even easier than it would have if it just... (laughs) They enable the eating. Yep. That was funny. Basically, this happens a lot. We find out that Snorlax is a champion swimmer because it devours the entire island and they're like, well, thank God, at least it can't swim. It's trapped on this island. Even though, how did it get here in the first place? Who knows? But it's a really powerful swimmer, and it swims over to the next island and starts its reign of terror all over again. My question is, the Orange Islands are a chain of very small islands. Yes. Mm-hmm. That, you know, have you know su- somewhat sizable space between them. How far did this thing swim to get to this buffet? I don't know. Pretty far. But that happens in real life, too. Like, deer and things have swam to islands. <gasps> really? Yeah. yeah. Horses have oh, done that's that. That's so cool. Yeah, horses. Horses do it a lot. They can swim that pretty far. Horse, they could probably swim through lava. Horses are crazy. We know how Austin feels about horses. <laughs> <laughs> goats. I mean, all sorts of things swim to... When deer and goats do it, it's cool. When horses do it, it's scary. I mean, assuming that Snorlax is like... I would think it's very buoyant and it could swim... For miles. It was like doing like the champion like Olympic butterfly stroke going through the ocean. That's not how I pictured it being able to swim either. I thought it was gonna like no. get on its back. Right, and like, same. Like um drift. Yeah, drift and like move his arms kinda like T pose like a back side. 
not like backstroke, but like T-pose side, kind of like oh, that. Oh, cute. If that makes sense. Yeah, that's how I thought he would do it. Like, he doesn't use the floating aspect at all. No. Snorlax is a freaking beast. I love it. They try in vain to stop this Snorlax at every turn, but nothing happens. They can't, no, not a single attack phases this thing. Misty tries some pathetic attempt to stop it with st- <laughs> poor Star, you and Goldine. Oh my god, Goldine. Any thoughts on this? Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, nothing works. Staryu bounces off. Goldine almost gets eaten. I love how she sends out Goldine and it's like, that was not on purpose. That thing suffered. <laughs> it just suffered. <laughs> Every time we see that thing, it's just suffering. Maybe like, except for one time. Why is Goldine here? Yeah, she's done nothing. <laughs> this Goldine's nothing. Except for save him one time. One time. It saved him from the, it saved Team Rocket on the boat. And yeah, that was it. that's it. It poked Ash in the butt that one time. That wasn't even the Goldine. It was a different Goldine. Okay. How does... Okay, that makes me wonder. Like, when you have a Goldine in the games, like, does it not just float there? Like, how do you use a Goldine outside of a water route? I think it should just, like, sit there on the ground and, like, <laughs> like hop around. Yeah, just sit there breathing, gasping for air. That's what it does in the uh, Smash Brothers. Yeah, that's true. But do you think, like, other Pokemon eat other Pokemon, too? Yeah. Snorlax was going to eat Goldeen. Yeah. Like, how often do you think that happens, though? I think there's a couple Pokédex entries that even say that, like, Pidgeot or something will eat Magikarps or something like that. Caterpies. Didn't we see... Didn't we... Yeah. Wasn't that early on, like, the Pharaoh or Spiro eat Caterpies? Yeah. Something like that. Hmm. Regardless, nothing nothing they're doing is working. They can't battle it. They can't stop it in time. You know, they can't pick the grapefruits fast enough. So, Team Rocket's there. And they're also doing some stealing of their own. And it, the Snorlax tries to eat the spruits that they have started to steal. And in their anger, they're like, well, we'll stop you. And so James tries to hypnotize this thing, but ends up putting himself to sleep. And then they try a bunch of other asinine ways to put it to sleep, like counting Snorlaxes. That was really cute. <laughs> like counting sheep. That was cute. And then Jesse had a brilliant idea to dress up as Snorlax's mother. That was not cute. <laughs> that was awful. Yeah. And put it to sleep. And the lullaby ends up enraging the Snorlax. And it practically kills Jesse and James and crushes them to death. Were they the first ones to get the idea to put it to sleep? Yes. To Okay. Mm. I think so. Yeah, James started it with the hypnotism. Yeah, like that. he has the initial thought. So they're... Okay. Just making sure. They go through like three or four different methods of putting Snorlax to sleep. They're like, wait a minute. Jigglypuff. Okay, this was really... A stretch because we see it, the viewer sees it floating along after them, but they do not. They have no idea that Jigglypuff is following them or even is around or even is in the same hemisphere as them. They don't have a clue, but they decide that they need Jigglypuff. They find out he's there because they, um, they find the people at one point. But that's only after the fact. I think that's on the second island. They go to the warehouse where they keep all the grapefruits. And they discover that all the workers, you're right, they're asleep. And they have the the trademark drawings all over their face. So they're like, oh my god, that must be Jigglypuff. That's convenient. But that wasn't their, like, initial plan. You would have to assume that they would, like, Jigglypuff would not be there. They should have figured out another way. Oh, they were just having a huge bet that Jigglypuff would somehow show up. Okay, that's right. I'm trying to think. They saw Jigglypuff when they first met Tracy and Lapras. And then when they were looking for Nurse Joy, like Buff Joy, mm-hmm. they saw Jigglypuff in the ocean and swam away. Screaming. Or rode away. Yeah. So they haven't seen Jigglypuff that much. 
Yeah, so they couldn't know. But I guess they know it's around. Well, conveniently, Jigglypuff shows up, so they get the bright idea to build it a stage that it can perform and put Snorlax to sleep, which they do, and Jigglypuff saves the day, and Ash is able to catch it. Hooray! Ash has a new Pokemon! Yay! And one of us loves Snorlax. Is it me? It's you! (laughs) I love Snorlax! It's so cute! I forgot it was a menace, but it turns out to be one of the best Pokemon, so... I actually kind of thought they kind of foreshadowed that a little bit. In what way? Nothing could take Snorlax down except for being put to sleep. It took no damage from Squirtle, Bulbasaur, Arbok, Lickitung, Weezing, Victory Bell, Pikachu, Goldeen, Staryu, Zyduck. Nothing. Nothing. It didn't take any damage, but it just had to do one body slam. It would knock all of them out easily. What is this, like a level 100 Snorlax? I think we're establishing this is Ash's strongest Pokemon at, up to this point. Finally, For sure. he deserves something. And th- thanks to Jigglypuff's kindness, they were able to secure Snorlax. You Yay. know, it just really bugs me that Ash could be this, like, powerhouse trainer. Like, right now, like, he could have Kingler, Snorlax, Tauros, Muck, Charizard, Pikachu. Holy shit, would that be a team? He could be this really formidable trainer, and he chooses to be a complete goober so i don't understand do we see a lot of the snorlax i can't remember we're gonna see it many a time over the years oh i knew over the years i meant like for the orange islands oh i have no idea okay but i, I feel like this is gonna be snorlax's main role is, is he's gonna pull it out for battle stuff yeah like the, the final time. thing we forgot to mention though that after the snorlax is put to sleep all the damage he did was like eradicated well, he has a super secret special power to which right after the destruction, twice as many new growths are appearing, these little saplings. They basically come to the conclusion that Snorlax did a good thing because it's helping all these new grapefruit trees grow. And then but Dexter you guys didn't tells feel us. That way. <laughs> no. Dexter mentions that he has the um, ability of future seed, which means things what seed the? as he goes. Didn't they say that? Does he? Did he? I don't know. <laughs> Trying to Hold make it up on. to the call. <laughs> no, he doesn't. I made that up. I was saying. That seems like it is. That seems like it would be a thing. Okay, so presumably these new saplings are coming from Bulbasaur. Or not Bulbasaur. Bulbasaur. From Snorlax. Snorlax shitting all over the island. Yes. <laughs> and it's like it's like hyper-fertilized, <laughs> the seeds. That's the magic of the grapefruit. It's good fiber. Yeah, I'm just saying. So there's just Snorlax shit everywhere. <laughs> so just one point. My other point is Ruby says, oh, next year the harvest will be bigger than ever. And I'm like, I don't think trees grow that fast. It does in Pokemon world. In fact, berry trees grow in like two seconds. Oh, that's a good point. I think the island's just magic. I don't think Snorlax really had anything to do with this. I mean, I do believe that Snorlax might have like, you know, that's a a role that many animals play is they spread seeds around. Well, it's like birds, yeah. But I mean, it's a lot. I mean, like maybe... There was more growth underneath the trees, and then Snorlax eating them allowed the sun to reach the bottom, and finally <laughs> the new sprouts came up. I don't know. Also, like, it wasn't a, an issue of space. Like, the entire island was covered in grove. We don't need more trees. We need our trees not to be destroyed in the first place. Are these trees, like, endemic to these islands, or did they, like, pick them to grow the trees there? Because it seems like a an, an commercial operation. Right. We'd have to ask Ruby. How far does Ruby's family go back to owning this? They speak like about them like they're famous, though. Like they're the biggest. 
in the world, apparently. Biggest, juiciest, firmest grapefruits. Yeah, well, these, like, to your point earlier, like, what is the point of these? Because at one point, like, Team Rocket was trying to eat them, and the peels, the rinds, or whatever, were so tough that, like, Meowth breaks his hand on it, trying to, like, scratch through it. So are these not for consumption? Like, what? What's the deal? Ah, erosion control. Ah. They don't want the islands to disappear, so they put the tree's roots there. There you go. We learned our lesson with the island made out of Kabuto, because it crashed into the ocean. (laughs) (laughs) Grapefruit trees are a better basis than Kabuto's. Yes. There you go. Mystery solved. Does that conclude the summary there, Alex? I think so. Gotta love it. Snorlax. Gotta love it. Woo! Snorlax saved the day and ruined it too. Good for you. Causing trouble. I think it's ruined it. Causing trouble wherever you go. That was a lot of profit they were not going to make from their product being destroyed. They're going to have to go in foreclosure for sure. That's how the next person buys the island. Down with big business. Down with capitalism. Is this this big business though? Fight the power. (laughs) Yes, they have the fucking monopoly on grapefruit business in the entire like Orange Islands and possibly like the world. I've never heard about grapefruits anywhere else. Do you think the episodes are reversed? Like, what if the deserted island from the previous episode is one of the grapefruit islands that destroyed? Do you think they may have flipped them around a little bit there? Are you saying they, like, over-harvested and destroyed the ecosystem of Naval Island and then had to continue and move on to destroy the next island chain? Yeah, like, that's what's going on here. These grapefruit people are destroying it. Yeah, you know what? It's kind of like farming and, you know, cattle farming you know, cows are extremely detrimental to the ecosystem. Overgrazing, big problem. Good meat, though. Fucking milk tanks. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's get on to the MVP and LVP in the quote for this episode. Austin, you are first, followed by Alex, and then I'm going last again. Good for me. My quote is going to be Team Rocket. Jesse is looking at a grapefruit, and she says, thin skin. And James says, <laughs> that's just like you, Jess. And then she punches him or something. My MVP will be Jigglypuff for being the solution (laughs) to the problem. Yay! My LVP is going to be a double. It's going to be both Ash and Tracy. Because one of the many attempts to stop Snorlax was Misty holding up Togepi and saying, Use Metronome. And Ash and Tracy are like, Foolish Misty. Togepi can't use any attacks. It's just a baby. Because I think at this point, they, they're purposefully fucking with her. Gaslighting yeah. her. They're gaslighting her. And so I'm going to give it to them for bullying Misty. Yet Can again. we say it's just Ash? Yeah, he started it this time, I think. Some of us might have uh, Tracy for another. Okay. Um, I'll give it to Ash as LVP for the sole reason that <laughs> he started making fun of Misty. Yay. How about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am going to give my MVP to James because I was completely enthralled by his backstory where he's like, I remember when I was a young lad growing up at my one of my many summer homes where the servants would feed me peeled candied grapefruit peels or whatever the fuck. And I was like, oh my God, (laughs) could you imagine being so privileged? Oh, James, I'm going to give LVP to Misty for being completely useless and whatever that Goldeen shit was. I don't even know, <laughs> but it was pretty embarrassing. I had that secondhand embarrassment, you know. Quote, I'm going to give it to Ash when they see Snorlax swimming and he Dang. says, sorry, it's doing the blubber fly. 
Hey. <laughs> Good pun. I'm going to start off with my MVP, and I gave it to Ash for catching the Snorlax. Yay. Somebody had to. That was helpful. It was. I'm going to give my LVP, this is the first time mentioning them, to Tracy for... <laughs> he was useless, too, because he didn't even try to fight the Snorlax. That's true. Like, Misty sent out her Pokemon, Ash sent out her Pokemon... Tracy just stood in the corner and hid. What was he, I mean, to be fair, what was he going to do? Like, he's got Meryl and Venonat, like... Misty threw out Goldeen. He could have done something. <laughs> okay. done something True. <laughs> something would have been nice. And then my quote is from Misty, and this is after Bulbasaur gets uh, destroyed by Snorlax. Misty goes, it looks like Bulbasaur is the one who's whipped. I was like, ah, <laughs> that's pretty clever, Misty. Good job. I guess that's that's it. That's Yay. it for um, Naval or was it? Grapefruit Na- Island. Grapefruit Island and Naval Maneuvers. Oh, Snack Attack was the episode. Oh, yeah. Snack Attack. <laughs> We're doing some episodes. There were two episodes this week. Well, you know what it's time for, Jacob. Oh, it is indeed time. Yes, it is because we've skipped it the past couple weeks. <laughs> and we're going to skip it next week, too, because next week is part two of our playthrough of Pokemon Junior Adventure Game. Oh, my God. A.K.A. Pokemon League Junior. You're not going to want to miss that. Tune in. No, you're not. What? What's according to me? It's called Pokemon League Junior is your name for it. What's it really called? Pokemon <laughs> Junior Adventure Game. Oh. <laughs> Should I say it a third time? Pokemon Junior <laughs> Adventure Game. My name sounds better. It's more concise. Okay, it does sound better. Um, <laughs> the exciting conclusion. I'm so I'm so thrilled. Yeah, the exciting conclusion. And uh, I guess after this, we're going to read My Immortal? We are, to your delight. Okay, yeah, so stick around if you want to listen to that. But before we get to My Immortal, we'd all just like to say thank you all for listening. And be sure to leave us a five-star rating. And if you have any questions or comments for the show, be sure to send them to outofthedrawingpan at gmail.com. Again, that is outofthedryingpan at gmail.com. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at outofdryingpan. Again, our handle is outofdryingpan. And join us next time as the journey continues. Did we, we left off on chapter 32, I think. Right. I think she went back in time for the first time and she saw a sexy guy who was Tom Bombadil. Yep. No way this wasn't a parody. No way at all. Randomizer? Oh, sure. Yeah. Who's reading? Alex, you. <clears throat> Chapter 32. A.N. I said, flamin'. I know his nam isn't Tom Bodil. That was a mistake. If you do not like the story, then you can go screw yourself. 111. You suck. Hi, I said flirtily. I'm Anabi Way, the new student. I shock my pale hands with their black noil polish with him. The name's Tom, he said, but you can call me Satan. <laughs> That's my middle name. <laughs> Tom Satan Bombadil? Yes. <laughs> oh, God. We shock hands. Well, come on, we have to go upstairs, Satan said. I followed him. Hey, Satan. Do you happen to be a fan of Grande? Since MCR and Evanescence don't exist yet, then, I asked. Oh my fucking god, how did you know? Satan gasped. Actually, I like GC a lot too. Get it? Because GC 
did that song, I Just Wanna Live, that sounded really 80s? OMG, me too, I replied happily. Guess what they have a concert in Hogsment, Satan whispered. Hogsment, I asked. Yeah, that's what they used to call it in these times before it became Hogsmeade in 2000. What the fuck? Okay. He told me all secretively. And there's a really cool shop called Hot Topic, I finished, happy again. He frowned confusedly. No, it's called Hot Issue. He smiled skirtively again. Then in 1998, they changed it to Hot Topic, he moaned. Oh, now everything was making sense for me. So is Dumbledore your principal, I shouted. Uh Uh-huh, he looked at his black nails. I'm in Slytherin. OMFG, me too, I shrieked it. You go to this skull? Get it? Because I'm gothic, he asked. Yeah, that's why I'm... Why I'm here, I'm new. I smelled happily. Suddenly, Dumbledore flew in on his broomstuck and started shredding at us angrily. No talking in the halls. He had short blonde hair and was wearing a polo shirt from American Oogle Outfitters. Stupid goths. Satan rolled his eyes. He's so mean to us goths and punks just because we're in Slytherin and we're not preps. I turned around angrily. Actually, I think maybe it's because you're the Bark Lord. WTF? He asked angrily. Oh, nothing, I said sweetly. Then suddenly, the floor opened. OMFG, no, I screamed as I fell down. Everyone looked at me weirdly. Hey, where are you going? Satan asked as I fell. I got out of the hole. It was back in the pensive in Professor Trevory's classroom. Dumbly Dumb was there. Dumbledore, I think I just met you, I said. Oh yeah, I remember that. What? He never mentioned this to her before, that he met her in the 80s. Oh my god. Okay, I will actually say that makes sense. Why? Because- <laughs> Because the time travel logic of this whole thing is they're trying to alter the past. So Ebony's actions in the past actually alter the timeline. So he would remember her now because she just went back and met him. Okay. That makes sense. Sinister came in. Hey, this is my classroom. Wait, WTF and Nobby, what the hell are you doing? Um, What? (laughs) I looked at her. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. WTH, how? I screamed, forgetting that she was a teacher for a second. But she's a goth, so it's okay. Professor Sinister looks sad. Um, I was drinking Voldemort serum. She started to cry black tears of depression. Dumbly dumb, didn't know about them. Hey, are you crying tears of blood? He asked, curiously. Touching a tear? Fuck off, we both said, and Dumbly dumb took his hand away. Professor Sinister started crying again in her chair, sobbing limpid tears. OMFG, Anabi, I think I'm addicted to Voldemort serum. <laughs> A-N, see you fucking preps, go fuck yourself, that's serious issues go to hell. The end. Chapter 33. A-N, I said shut up, it's not my fault. Okay, if you don't like the story, then you're a prep, so fuck you flamers. P.S. I'm not updating up till you give me five good revels. N- this time I mean it. You suck, Fangs Raven, for D-help. It'll promise to help you with your story, lols. Ooh, let's read Raven's story next. Oh, God. Wait, 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 wait. Didn't we say we had another fan fiction we were going to read? Weren't we just you, talking about this? 
You told me it, but then you're that was like a joke. A day inside May. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, right. That one. <laughs> oh, yeah. no, God. That, I think that might be too far. No, 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 no. No, it was the Super Smash Brothers one. It was the Super Smash Brothers one. I don't know. I don't know about this one. I looked this up recently, actually. Oh, God. At one point, this was considered to be the longest written fiction in human history based on word count. It was a Super Smash Brothers fan fiction. But I actually looked it up and I looked at the first chapter and it was really, really, really long. So we couldn't do that. What's the what's the word count? I can't remember. Hmm. But something has eclipsed it since then. Listeners, tell us if you want us to read the Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, if you have any fan fiction recommendations, let us know. Because we're the best at reading fan fiction, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Oh my fucking god! I shouted. I shooted sadly. Should we get you to Saint Manga's bitch? <laughs> Hell no, she said. Listen, Egogi, I need your help. Next, Tim, you go Bick and Tim. Do you fi- think you could ask Tom Anderson for some oh. help? <laughs> Tom Anderson. Uh, okay. Sure, I said sadly. I went outside the door. Draco was there. He was wearing a big black GC t-shirt, which was his Panama. A t-shit. Thank you very much. A t-shit, which was his <laughs> Panamas. Hey, sexy, I said. How'd it go, Nobby? He asked, and his voice was so sexy and low, kind of like Gerard Way when he's talking. Fine, I responded. We started to go back into the dorm. How far did you go with Satan? Draco asked jealously. Not too far, lol, I borked. Will you have to do it with him? Draco asked angstily. (laughs) I hope not too far, I shouted angrily. Then I felt bad for shooting at him. I said sorry. We Frenched. What happened to Snipe? I growled. What happened to Snipe? I growled. <laughs> you will see. Draco giggle, giggled mysteriously. He opened a door. Snape and Lupkin were there. Sirius was pokering them by staging them with a black knife. Oh, God. No, please, Lumpkin bagged as Sirius started to suck his blood. I laughed statistically. I took some photons of him and Snap Ben twerked. Okay, I know this is men, but think about it, people. They are pedos, and Snap tried to... to Anyway, Sadistic Rocks, has anyone seen Shrek Attack 3, lols? What? We took some of Snape's blood, then Draco and I went back to our rooms. We sat on my gothic black coffin. My clothes were kind of dirty, so I put on a black leather outfit thingy, kind of like the one Celine has in Underworld. If you haven't heard of it, then fuck off. Fuck you. I put on some black platform high heels. Darko put on Destillation Livers by MCR. Then, we sorted to take off each other's clauses. I took off his shit, and he had a six-pack, lols. We started to mac out like in the grudge. He pot his wetness, ew, in my you-know-what sexily. I gut an orgy. Oh, Draco! Oh my fucking god, Draco! I screamed passively. As he got an erucitation. I love you, Ta Abori, he whispered sexily. And then we fell ass plip lol. Oh my god. (laughs) Chapter 35. Oh no, no, no. no. Chapter 34. That's next time. Whoa. Actually, it's not because we're playing the game next time. Oh, that's right. Okay, the next next time, which I know so many people absolutely are waiting with bated breath for the resolution of this story Woo! yeah so many people jacob just remember this was your desire we're How's doing it gonna this end? all for you 
Before we read the last chapter, I'm going to make a prediction of how it's going to end. Ooh, okay. That it's going to end. Hmm, okay. We'll see. <laughs> Until uh, next time. Until next time. Thank you all.